welcome back to the Coffee and Bible Time podcast. For those that may be listening for the first time, our podcast is an offshoot from our main platform, YouTube. Our channel is called Coffee and Bible Time, where our goal is to help people delight in God's Word. We also have a website and storefront with Bible studies, prayer journals, and more. I'm Mentor Mama, and today we are going to be talking about meditation. What is it? Is it Christian-based? Who should do it? Why should we do it? Where should we do it? And most importantly, how do we do it? So what does meditation look like in your life today? Is it a practice that you are wholeheartedly embracing and are you actively meditating? Or is it something that you avoid or don't know much about? I know for me, meditation is not something that I, quite frankly, have given a lot of thought to in a formal sense, but I'm kind of doing it without labeling it as such, or at least I think I am. For example, I really enjoy scripture memorization. So in the process of memorizing a scripture, I'm thinking about the meaning of the passage and how it applies to my life. I'm analyzing the verse to see what I can learn from it and how God wants me to respond. And I'm also thinking of situations where I'll be able to use that verse to help someone in need. So we're going to find out if any of these things at all fall into the realm of the real definition of meditation. And if you're not sure what meditation is, or you would like some tips to improve your current meditation practice, stay tuned for an in-depth guide to building your meditation skills. But first, a word from our sponsor. We still have our coupon code available for you guys if you wanted to do online counseling um, with Christian counselors. It's all online. It's via Zoom. You can pick who you want your counselor to be. Very reputable. They all have counseling degrees. So this isn't like some rando on the internet. And my mom kind of has a personal testimony to it. Yes. So I actually have done some counseling sessions with Faithful Counseling. And what I really loved about it was that you can actually put in like different qualities that you're looking for in a counselor in specialties, male, female, if they have experience tackling different issues. And so I really loved that idea that I could go through and kind of pick the one I wanted. And then um, during this COVID season, it was really applicable anyway, since I couldn't leave my house for counseling, that I actually could just do it online. And you even have the opportunity to do a Zoom type call with them, or you can just do um, a phone call, whatever works best for you. And so it was just really great to have access to counseling when you, when you need it, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you guys want 10% off your first month of doing this, you can go to getfaithful.com slash coffee and Bible time, and you get 10% off your first month. And of course it is cheaper than traditional in-person counseling anyway. So overall, it's just a good deal. We really recommend it, but let's just get on to okay. the podcast. Oh, Well, one other thing, too, is that you have the option of with your counselor that they are Christian counselors. And so if you want, they will actually pray for you, which I thought was so cool. 
at the end of each of my counseling, she prayed for me and my issues. Oh, wow. Thanks for that. Well, everyone, I'm so excited because my daughter Ashley from Coffee and Bible Time is joining me today to give us a beginner's guide to Christian meditation. Ashley is a senior at the Moody Bible Institute in Chicago, majoring in biblical studies. Welcome, Ashley. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk about something that I'm very passionate about today. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad you're here. Ashley, why don't you just start out with telling us point blank, what is meditation? So actually, um, this past semester in Moody, I had many um, different spiritual disciplines classes, spiritual formation classes, which pretty much teach you about different ways that we can grow to become more Christ-like. And so one of those um, areas that I studied for weeks was meditation. And so I've learned a lot and I've studied this a lot in the Bible. And I actually wrote this little write-up, which I think might be encouraging to our audience. It says, in today's society, the mold for daily life is comprised of speed, multitasking, TikToks, drive throughs microwaves, and instant coffee. We have been trained since childhood to avoid long lines and to skip every commercial. We get antsy sitting in traffic and switch lanes every few minutes to get to our destination faster, which doesn't usually end up working out. <laughs> we get there at the same time. <laughs> if society as a whole was analyzed by a doctor, I'm sure our diagnosis for this issue would be a severe case of impatience. When it comes to information and reading, we don't get much better. The internet has made access to information quick and easy. We no longer need to memorize information because it is at the tip of our fingertips whenever we want it. Many also struggle to read due to the high volume of social media and videos that keep our short attention spans happy, rather than sitting down to challenge our brain with a good book. Speed reading and skimming have become the new normal. Therefore, meditation has become a lost art. In our society today, meditation is seen as emptying the brain. Christian and Jewish tradition emphasize the opposite. Meditation is filling the brain with who God is and his words and works. It's sad that many have lost or have never found this beautiful practice of meditation because there are many benefits to it. Now, a biblical definition of meditation has to do with um, actually speaking, uttering, um, saying something over and over and over again aloud, especially the Old Testament. The word meditate has many correlations to muttering, to uttering, to speaking over and over again out loud. So that is a big definition for meditation. But I believe that it has become something just a little different in Christian culture today. We view meditation more as something that happens in our brains. We read something and we focus on it and focus on it and focus on it. I think both of those things are great, but I think that we should come back to the biblical way of of speaking God's word out loud like uttering it and reading it to ourselves and, you know, saying it over and over again. 
Um, but that is just a simple def. Okay. I guess that wasn't simple meditation. It's hard to say what meditation is in one, one sentence, but essentially it's storing God's word in our heart through focusing intentionally on scripture, saying it over and over again, um, thinking it over and over in our brains, letting it consume our thoughts, memorizing scripture, thinking about it. And it's the opposite of what the world says. And rather than emptying our brain to meditate, we are filling our brain with God's word, who God is, what he has done in our lives. So it's the opposite of what the world is doing. Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. Wow, that's very interesting. So would you say meditation then is a Christian practice, like from a historical perspective? Absolutely. Well, I think that more than Christian, it's a Jewish, it's a Hebrew tradition that started off as a Jewish practice. We see in the Old Testament as early as Joshua 1.8, um, we see that this passage says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous. Again, in Psalm 1, blessed is the man who delights in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. The Psalms are filled with meditation, meditating on God's scripture. Psalm 119 has this verse in there multiple times about meditating on God's word. So it goes back far in history as a Jewish tradition. And Christians have, of course, inherited that tr- tradition as well. So I'm not sure what the the um, cultural other... I know that other religions practice meditation in different ways. Um, I don't know what the history of that is, but I know within Judaism and Christianity meditation has been here for a long time. Absolutely fascinating. So tell us about who should be doing this. Are there any limitations? I think there are no limitations. So, I mean, I think even if you're a mom and you have a baby in the womb, you could be reading scripture, meditating on scripture out loud. Um, Obviously, your baby at that point can't (laughs) fully understand what's going on. But I'm just saying that I think there are no limitations. I think that any age can do this. You can, like my mom, we were talking about this earlier, a mom can lead her children in doing this. And you can do this any age. 
And I don't think there should be any limitations. I think you might be listening to this right now thinking, like, what is meditation? It scares me. Like, it sounds like a very worldly thing. It sounds like something secular. I don't know if I should be participating in that. And I really want this podcast to be about getting rid of that stigma around meditation because there is a big stigma with it. And I even know sometimes for me when I talk about it, I'm like, oh no, what are people going to think when I mention meditation? Like, are they going to think, what are they going to think? And I think that is because of the way our secular culture has taken meditation. But I think that we need to have a renewal of it in the Christian world of just reminding each other of what it really is and that we should be immersing ourselves in this daily. So anyone can do it. Awesome. All right. We should all get started on it then. That will be our encouragement to you who are listening that we should all be doing this. So now I would love for you just to expand upon why we should be doing it. You, you mentioned that this is just one of many different spiritual practices um, that people can be doing. Why is meditation um, important and why should we be doing it? Absolutely. Um, so obviously meditation, we see from scripture that it is commanded and it is something that we're not just said, oh, this is something you should do if you want to, if you feel like it. No, the Bible says in Psalm 1, blessed is this person who delights in God's law, who meditates on it day and night. And again, we see it throughout scripture. And so why should we be doing it? Because there are so many benefits. One, it helps us to store God's word in our hearts. When God's word is stored in our hearts, we can always have access to it through the hills and valleys of life. And what I've found in meditating is that when I meditate on scripture, I memorize it because I focus on it so much. And then in different seasons of my life, when I'm going through hard trials or things, that verse comes to my mind. It's stored in my heart. And God's word tells us to store it in our heart because God knows we need to hear that. We need to store it in our hearts. And so that is one amazing benefit to memorizing and meditating on scripture. Another is that it draws us into deeper communion with God. When we slow down, we are able to truly taste and see that God is so good. Meditation provides a way for us to taste God's goodness. It's sometimes in those still moments that we, of focusing and chewing on God's word, that we see a greater glimpse of who God is and we have better communion with him. We're talking with him. We're reading his words that are meant for us to be read. We're repeating those back to him in prayer. It's it's going to draw us deeper into our father's arms. Three, it keeps us rooted and grounded. Psalm 1 talks about the person who delights and meditates in, in and meditates in God's law and how they are like a tree planted by streams of water. When we meditate on God's word, we are rooting ourselves in truth and this brings stability in life. We want to be like a tree. When the storms come, we have our roots deep in the ground. We have water. When the drought comes, we're okay because we have God's word stored in our hearts. We're not promised perfect, easy lives. But in God's word, we are promised stability through that. 
So four, it teaches us patience and stillness. It helps us to slow down in a culture that is going way too fast. Like I said earlier, we are, we struggle to slow down, all of us, because that's how we're conditioned. I find that one of the hardest things in meditating for me is literally turning off my phone, going into my room, and like, I have FOMO, because the whole world keeps going, but you're stopping, and no one else is doing that, so it's hard. It's, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be hard. It's, you're not going to want to do it. I can tell you that right now. You're not going to want to, but it's a discipline. That's why it was in my spiritual discipline series. Disciplines don't come easy, but they're worth it. Number five, it helps us to treasure God's word and God himself. We learn to value him more as we closely commune with him during meditation. So we get to learn more about God. Like we get to learn more about who he is, his character, his, what he does. And like, that's the purpose of our lives is to know him. And sometimes when I'm meditating, I'm like, I forgot this about God. And how amazing is it that I'm reminding my heart of this truth that is so important to know or else I'm going to be believing the lies of this world. So those are just five tips on or reasons why we should meditate. I love those. Those are such great points. You know, one thing that came to my mind when you said um, fear of like missing out because you're taking time to do this, I'm, I'm thinking of another um, reason why I would be apprehensive to do it would just be because my ADHD brain is like going off all over the place. But I think one thing that you said at the very beginning, which is going to be so helpful to me and probably a lot of people is just saying it out loud. Because I think when I just, when I do that scripture memorization, a lot of times it just is in my mind, I'm thinking and trying to learn it. But I think saying it out loud too will help give me better focus. Yeah. And even with that, there's more tips that can help you with that. And that is like, let's say you're focusing on one verse. You can read that verse. You can like do a video on your phone of you reading that verse. And then you can play it over and over again. And you can say it with yourself as you're playing that verse. So there's that you can do. You can also, sometimes I go on the Bible app and I'll, like, let's say I want to focus on James 1, just play James 1 over and over again to think about it. That's another way to meditate. You can also say it out loud with James or like with the Bible app as it's reading it. And another thing that you can do is there's there's music out there with um, that actually repeats scripture. I know that Shane and Shane has a lot of the Psalms. Um, They sing the Psalms. People out there sing the Psalms. So you can find even songs. I think that that's one of the ways we actually meditate without knowing it is that we we listen to a song over and over again. We memorize it and then we sing it out loud through the day as we walk around the house. That's meditation. We're just meditating on music, a song, a, a secular song or even a Christian song. But I think that we could be doing that with scripture and how much more amazing that we would be storing literally God's word in our heart. 
Hey, this is Mentor Mama, and I have an incredibly practical tip for all our listeners. With over 130 orders I've already placed on Instacart, I can't tell you enough how much I absolutely love Instacart. If you hate going grocery shopping or always end up coming home with way more items than were on your list, which of course blows your budget, then Instacart is for you. I actually save both time and money using Instacart. I save time shopping because the app keeps track of all my regular purchases, making each subsequent order super fast to enter on my app. I also save time by avoiding checkout lines and driving to and from the store. In addition to saving time, I have saved so much money because I don't get seduced by every new flavor or product on the shelf. My grocery bills have been considerably less. So, if you want to make shopping easy, get delivery via Instacart in as fast as one hour, and get your first delivery free, click the link in our description and start today. All right, so now that we kind of have the why we should be doing it, um, do you have any suggestions about where we should be doing it? I, so this is actually a great question because you would think the typical place would be go into your room, shut the door, make sure it's really quiet. And actually that is what I do. Like I will be in my room either right before I go to bed or in the morning and shut my door, put on the fan, which is like kind of white noise, which blocks out other noises. And then I focus on scripture. But I've found that there are other times where... I'm doing tasks that don't require my mind. Like, let's say I'm doing the laundry or I'm doing the dishes. I can meditate on a verse there. I can write it on a sticky note and put it in front of me. Another time that I've had probably the best times of like focusing on scripture, memorizing scripture, meditating is actually during exercise. So going on long walks outside. Even when I was biking during COVID for that whole hour time, I'd bring one verse with me. That's how I memorized James 1. And remember, Beth Moore said that she memorized scripture on the bike, her bike. Um, So, because when you're exercising, like, or running, um, your mind needs something to do, usually. And so, when I was running, I noticed, like, I'm listening to secular music, and it's influencing the way I'm thinking, Why don't I just replace that with scripture? So really you can meditate anywhere, but I would suggest, you know, also setting aside those quality times of just being in your room alone and, you know, I think that's important too. Definitely. Well, that explains why I see sticky notes all over the house (laughs) with scripture verses on it, probably because you've been meditating on one here and there. Okay, well, how would you suggest we go about doing this? I know you've given us a few ideas there, but was there anything else that you want to add? Absolutely. I want to give you guys great tools so you can do this at home. The goal is that you would be able to meditate um, every day. So some of the ways that we can be meditating, like I said, Hebrew tradition, Jewish tradition is literally speaking it. So you can get one verse and just say it out loud over and over again. 
another, here are just a few things that you could be doing. You could get a verse and you can write it out in other translations. So if I'm studying it in ESV, I can also write it down in NLT, NIV, NASB, the message, different translations. You can write them down. Um, Ask yourself questions, what stood out to you that hadn't before. Note words that are similar, words that are different. So then think another thing that you can do is you can think on the action words within the verse. Um, honestly, just think on the on the verse in as a verse in whole. Just think about it. What's standing out to you? What are you learning about God? What are you learning about his attributes, his characteristics? Um, just think about it. Ponder it in your brain. Store it in your heart. I actually um, wanted to mention something about the heart. This is in Bonhoeffer's book, Meditating on the Word. And he says, I do not treasure God's promise in my understanding but in my heart it is not to be analyzed by my intellect but to be pondered in my heart therefore it is never sufficient simply to have read God's word it must penetrate deep within us dwell in us like the holy of holies in the sanctuary so that we do not sin in thought word or deed and I just like that because the goal is really to store God's word in our hearts um sorry if that was a little off track Another way we can do this is to think on certain words, just pondering those words, um, writing the verse out in your journal multiple times. Um, Let's see. Things like that. I know for me, what I do personally is I've been going through the Psalms. And so what I'll do is I'll read, if the Psalm's short enough, I'll read the Psalm and then... I will just say what stood out to me out of that whole psalm, which verse stood out to me. And then I'll pick just that verse and then just focus on that verse. I'll write it down in my journal and then like just think on it, think on it, think on it, shut my eyes, think on it. And then I'll, you know, pray about it, write a journal entry on it. Just, you know, think about it, write write it down, ponder my thoughts and pray about it. And so that's what I do. So if you're wondering, like, where should I start in the Bible? Because it's so big. I would say start in Psalms. I just started Psalm 1, and now I'm on Psalm 10. So, yeah. It's here, and we are so excited. Our new Patreon online community is finally open, and you're invited to join us. Your support is so appreciated and important. In fact, it's what allows us at Coffee and Bible Time to continue on with our ministry. We thank you in advance for your support. Wow, that's awesome. So would you say, um, to some extent, sort of the practice of scripture memorization kind of does fall into this category of meditation, and so you could also use like any type of scripture memory tools um, that are available on uh, like scripture typer or something like that. Absolutely. I remember my teacher, cause I, at Moody, I had a class that was on spiritual disciplines and she, she told us that um, meditating on scripture has two other key disciplines involved in that. And that is prayer and memorization. 
because when you're meditating, you're just automatically going to memorize it. Or if you're memorizing, you're meditating. And prayer is involved in both meditating and memorizing because you will just be compelled to pray. And that is what a lot of different people in church history have, have found is that their prayers are usually always guided by scripture because scripture automatically ignites your heart to pray. So you'll notice that when you're meditating on scripture, you're going to be pushed to pray, like without even thinking about it. You're going to be reading about who God is, like about God's steadfast love, about God's actions, his deeds, or even like I was meditating on Psalm 10 today and it was talking about God, it says, why, Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? And then later it says, arise, O Lord, lift up your hand, O God. Do not forget the helpless. And it just keeps going. And it says, but you, God, see the trouble of the afflicted. He does hear. And it keeps going. The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations will perish from his land. You, Lord, hear the desire of the afflicted. And so during that time of meditating, I was medi- I, tr- I read the whole psalm, but I chose verse 12. Arise, Lord, lift up your hand, O God, do not forget the helpless. And I focused my meditation on Ukraine mm-hmm. and praying for Ukraine because uh, it automatic- focusing on this verse automatically led me to pray. So in, in this whole psalm, I was like, I want to meditate on the whole thing. I don't have time right now, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a beautiful example of, of definitely as you're as you begin this process of meditation, tie it into your prayer life, right? Tie it into memorization. All right, awesome. Well, Ashley, before we wrap this up, do you know of any good resources that people could use to further expand their knowledge of meditation? I have two good books that I have been reading. I think will really encourage you. The first one is, I already mentioned it earlier, but it's called Meditating on the Word by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Amazing book so far. I'm already so enthralled by it and I just started it. And then the next one is called Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life. And this this book, my mom will have these linked in the show notes, but this book actually has multiple disciplines within it. But he focuses on meditation in the so- in the prayer section, along with there's a meditation section. So there's a lot on meditation in, in this book. Also, the whole book is phenomenal. So I would suggest those two books and getting a journal to write down your thoughts, making sure you carve out 15 minutes of your day put your phone off silent mode. I put it outside of my room so I know it's not in there to distract me. And that's all you need. The Bible too, obviously. Yes, the Bible. Awesome. Well, actually, that's a good segue. I like to wrap up just asking a few of my favorite questions. What Bible do you use and what translation is it? I use the ESV Bible and my Bible specifically is the Jonathan Edwards bible it's like huge the every every other page is a blank page so i can write tons of notes meditate everything like that it's my favorite bible awesome 
And how about, do you have any favorite journaling supplies that you like to use to enhance your Bible study experience? I use the Coffee and Bible Time tote bag, the Coffee and Bible Time pouch. Um, no, I actually love those so much. I use them out all, all the time, every day. Um, anything else? I've been using the zebra highlighters are great. Um, nothing special, honestly. You really just need God's word and a good journal. We have our prayer journals that are phenomenal and some highlighters. Awesome. Okay. Last thing. What is your favorite app or website for Bible study tools? Oh my gosh, you're putting me on the spot here. Um, I mean, recently it's probably been Blue Letter Bible because they have commentaries on there that I like using, but also the language resources, like studying the language or studylight.org. I really like using the original languages you mean like yes Greek and Hebrew, you can get you're them. able to do word studies word studies are huge one of my teachers emphasized that every day about word studies so that that helps is a great helping tool because you can do word studies in both of those oh how exciting all right lots of great resources for everyone well Ashley Hi, I just wanted to say one more thing. This week's video on YouTube is going to be on meditating. So we're going to tie these two in together and go check that video out. Ooh, excellent. All right. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for being here today to share these tips on meditation. And for our listeners, I just want to encourage you to give meditation a try. Um, if you haven't started yet, now is a great time. Challenge yourself, push yourself. And for those of you that have been doing it, I hope some of these other tips will just give you encouragement. Maybe check out one of those books that Ashley mentioned and that might um, just spur you on to, to want to do it more. Well, this podcast will also be available as a blog post at coffeeandbibletime.com. Please go there and share your experience with meditation in the blog post comments. You can find the link to the blog post and all the other resources mentioned in this podcast in our show notes. Lastly, head over to the Coffee and Bible Time website for our prayer journals that will help guide and document your prayer life at coffeeandbibletime.com. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. We love you all and have a blessed day.